This is a podcast, and this is a D&D. It only gets worse. <laughs> what is a D&D, though? Hello, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm Paul, your Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by my four players. Hey guys, it's Jeremy. I play Lark Darkbolt. We're just players. Hi, I'm Jeffrey, and I play Sir Vance Off the Wall. Hey, I'm Alan, and I play Jimalil Karth. Hey, I'm Red. I play Kellen. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. Hey. Because it sounded really defeated. I'm red. I play Kellen. Like, hey, I'm red. I play Kellen. It's either that or it's, hey, I'm red and I play Kellen. <laughs> I prefer like depressed version. Blow your house down. That one or whatever. So, okay. So before we do anything else, let me uh, roll with the commemorative giant D20. Yeah. It's commemorative. That's a 12. 12. Oh, oh. The dice. For our listeners out there, can you describe the size and color of this giant D20? You say it's giant, but is it really? It's not giant. It's it's a larger than average blue D20. Wait, you're like slowly starting to get closer to a 20 again. I think I rolled 15 last time, I think. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. So last time we played, the group got to spend some quality time with Kellen's parents, the elven lady Elamir, and the gnomish alchemist Grenuncle. After a much-needed night of rest and their first real hot meal since the rocky stop, they settled in to see what they could learn from them. After some deliberation, Elamir revealed that she did, in fact, know of such a grove, although she was sworn to secrecy. After Lark desperately pleaded for her help, she informed him that the only way that they could reach their destination was to travel to the Canopy and appeal to the archdruid of all of Fallen Grove, Elevanre Anorias. As most of the group anxiously waited for Kellen to get ready to leave, he and his mother visited the grave of a lost loved one down in the daisy field behind the house. Kellen, struggling to cope with the grief of all that he had lost, spoke with Elamir about his friend, Charlie. But in a twist of fate, she revealed that he and Charlie had a spiritual bond and that he could be called back from beyond the grave. We ended our last session with Charlie and Kellen finally being reunited, and they walked toward the house. So, night has fallen. It's dark outside. You all may recall you rested in the morning through the afternoon and were woken toward the evening time to have some supper slash breakfast. And as Kellen and Elamir and Charlie are walking side by side toward the house dimble, Lorik Servants, Jim, and Guy are sitting up in the den with Grenuncle. In the den. Yeah, the den. Well, that's where they left you. Okay, so Elamir left you in the den, right? Yes. She went outside to go try and find Kellen. Grenuncle stayed up there with you. So at this point, I want to kind of conversate what you guys were doing while she was gone down there after Kellen. Sure. Um, Lorik's fidgety is always running. Well, he's probably pacing. Pacing, pacing, sits down, stands back up, paces some more. Uh, Sir Vance, we we, re we really need we need we need to hurry. 
Yes, but we're waiting on Kellen. I'm sure they won't be long now, fellas. Um, you might as well take a seat and get some, get a little rest if you're about to take off on a long journey. A, a little rest? Um, uh, hang on. What is the state of Lark? We're at full everything, are we not? You are, but you're at full everything in terms of like the logistics of the game. Okay, that's what I thought. But at the same time, Lark just almost died. Truth. The rest of you ran through the night after a full day's travel. So I'd say that you all are probably slightly more exhausted than usual. If that makes sense. Some fatigue. Lorg's kind of blown away from everything that happened too, though. He is, but his body is going to not cooperate super great over the next couple of days. Lovely. It's like he was poisoned with some black swirly thing that you really something, need to tell me about, Paul. Something deadly. Something some, bad. Something, something you really, really need, bad. You need to tell me about. So, Grenuncle says, well, we've got this chance. If you boys wouldn't mind telling me, how exactly did you meet my son? Um, Kellen? How did we meet Kellen? Yeah. Oh, he he uh he was at a bar in 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 Rocky Stop. You ever heard of Rocky Stop? It seems like maybe I've heard Kellen mention that. Is that uh what's that village? He goes to um Foothill Village. Yeah, yeah, that's that, it. That's it. That's the place. Okay. Yep. We were running from we were running from lizard bats and. And we made it to the city, and remember, we went we went to that to the Rocky Stop, and there was gnomes dancing, and, and the gnome was Kellen. Have you ever seen him dance? And then he challenged us to a drinking competition. Did he now? I would never challenge Servants to that. Is he of legal age? Yeah, I mean, he's an adult. Is he, though? Mm, to a drinking game. What, what sort of drinking game was this? We drank until we passed out. <laughs> what? That is what no, happened. That's not true. Uh, it was more like we drank and reveled and had joyous fun together. I mean, you're you're interested in how we met Kellen. I'm I'm interested in how you met your wife. Where where, where is she from? Oh well, uh, she's from the canopy, out that way, close by. Anyway, you said, you said a, a druid. It, are there are there more like her there? What elves are druids? What? Oh, both. Well, my my wife is. She mentioned. The Circle of the Druids. Uh-huh. It's, it's the closest thing that we have in Fallen Grove to a government. You you may notice the longer that you are in Fallen Grove that things are kind of loosey goosey. Loosey goosey. So you do you have do you have high 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 families high, high born families that that are part of a senate and you vote for laws? <laughs> well, not exactly. What we have is we have a council of druids that comes together when things are absolutely necessary. Now, there are different tiers to the council. You know, it's kind of like it is anywhere that you go. Basically, there is a primary council of older druidic elves and gnomes Uh um, that are probably, they have more responsibility, but then there are sort of like representatives. Okay, so different druids that have, that live throughout Fallen Grove who may be summoned to the canopy in times of great importance, or they may travel to the canopy if their commune or village is in need of something. Oh. Actually, for our commune, for our people around here, uh, Elamir is, is actually our, she's our druid on the circle. She's part of that. Sounds pretty chaotic. It sounds, ama- it sounds amazing. Maybe, maybe we can have them summon all these druids to help us 
Find the tree. It sounds unorganized. Chaotic neutral or chaotic good? Or chaotic evil? <laughs> I could see why you would think it seems unorganized, but it's worked for them for many years, uh, especially since most of them live a, r- a really long time. You know, It's been a long time since we had to call an honest-to-God meeting of the Druids there in the canopy. I mean, don't get me wrong, people come and go, and the main circle lives nearby. How do you summon the Druids to come to the circle? Oh, I don't really know. How? You'd have to... How how do you get get to the circle? You just go to the canopy. That's where Kellen's... That's where Kellen's leading you. Where you are going is where they meet. That's where it is. But like I said, uh, that hasn't happened in a long time. I'm not saying that you should do that. You you need to go see uh, uh, Elevanre. He'll he'll sort you out. Elevanre. Yeah, the Archdruid. He's actually I, I, there's not really a leader of Fallen Grove, but if you had to name someone, it would be him. What does he look like? Have you ever met him? <laughs> he chuckles. Yeah, I guess you could say I've met him. So basically, you're saying there's no leadership here. Um, there is leadership, but, I mean, do we have lords lording over everyone else and hi- uh, major hierarchy? No. Why not? Grenuckle, the, really, it, it's not, it, what's important is, is saving this place. You you love this place, right? Well, yes. I've lived here my whole well, life. Did, did I tell you, did I tell you in detail about my vision and, and what's going to happen? I heard, as you, I mean, I was here when you were sharing the story. Sounds pretty serious. Yeah, sounds like something you shouldn't just repeat out loud over and over again. Probably not, but for some reason, I I trust... Well, I mean, they're Kellen's family. Surely we can trust them. Yeah, but you've already said it once. Don't worry, Sir Vance. I I know how to keep a secret. I got a few secrets of my own, you know? What are they? (laughs) None of your business. Ah, that was a test. You're keeping secrets already. You haven't told me what the Archdruid looks like. You've seen him. He looks like a wood elf. He's tall, blonde hair, chiseled jawline. How old is he? Old? I don't know how old he is. He's old. I mean, he he was the archdrib when I was born. When you? How old are you? Me? Ah, that's impolite. <laughs> how old am I? Um, how old are you? <laughs> how old are you? Look up those notes, DM. Somewhere around two sixty-three. Oh, so you older women, huh? What is she, 300? Yeah. <laughs> well, Elamir, she's a special, she's a real special lady, you may have noticed. How did you meet her? In the canopy. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I mean, do you, want, do you really want my life story? I mean, I'm just... I do. I'll take out my notebook. Well, if, you, if you're a fam- <laughs> friend of, of Kellen, really, I'm just trying to get close to you, so you'll tell me, you know who the Archdruid is and where I can find him so I can get some sleep and go and save the tree. Because really, it seems like sometimes I'm the only one that's really interested in moving things along. No. I'd like to move things along, but I think there's value in the journey (laughs) as well as the destination. Sometimes this game is so meta. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. Look, uh, if we had it a week, I could tell you every story you wanted to know. And Elamir, I'm sure, would have plenty Interesting stories of our younger years that she'd love to share as well. Her memory is a little sharper than mine. <laughs> but um, oh, where is? I hope Kellen's okay down there. I mean, he's with Helamir, the the Lady of the Wood. He just kind of chuck <laughs> Lady of the Wood. 
that's an interesting title. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not saying I hope that he's like safe. It just so has Kellen ever mentioned anything to you all about Irma? Who? What? No. What's an Irma? Ah. Uh, if he hasn't mentioned it, then I probably shouldn't have either. Let's just forget I said anything about that. Um, is she the one who died? What? Oh, boy. Look, let's... I, I feel like we should forget any... Let's let's talk about me. Uh, me and Elamir. How did we meet? Hmm, what was... I, I was yes. in... Yes, and how did your... Is it, was it his, his wife or his daughter or your daughter? How did they die? I'm sorry, what? What are you Irma. saying? Who is Arma? Look, guys, guys, he's obviously reticent. Let's let's respect his privacy and respect our pal. He brought um, it up. Yeah, but still, he 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 regretted it immediately. Yes, thank you, Jim. Look, if you want to know about Irma, you should ask Kellen. But let me just suggest that you don't. Just he'll tell you in time if he feels the need. Irma. Some wounds are better left unopened. You know what I'm saying? We have cure wounds. <laughs> Helen's in a rough spot anyway, I guess. So me and Elamir, I was in town. Well, I'll say town. I was in the canopy visiting, and he goes into a story about how he was learning his, learning a lot about alchemy, and he was traveling that way to see what indigenous plants and things and that there were around there that he could use. He tried to bring his mother back to life and created a homunculus. And- <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Everyone in the room, you three, I should say, roll me a perception check. Servant's got a six total. Because he's off to wall. I got a five. Seventeen total. 17. Hmm. What did I set this? At a, like, probably like a 15. Nope. <sighs> no, no, no. I thought you said it like a 4. None of you notice anything. If a displacer <laughs> beast falls on my face, 20 displacer beasts appear in, in this house. <laughs> <laughs> I will run. So you're all, you're talking, and he, he's talking about first time you saw Elamir and how pretty she was and blah, 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 and all, all the typical things you're used to hearing. And Kellen. Hello. So you and Elamir and Charlie are making your way downtown back toward the house. I think at the end of the last episode, you actually hopped onto Charlie's back. Yes, I am riding on top of Charlie. So you're you're riding on Charlie slowly, and she's walking along beside you. No, Mom, we, we met these half-orcs and all this other kind of stuff, and... Oh, half orcs. Yeah, they were really cool. I met this dude named Thorn, and he's he was this half orc, but he was so good with a bow, it was unbelievable. We we fought these orcs and we took them on and like me and him just sniped this dude in the head. It was so cool. It was awesome. And he always talked really, really fast, but he had this weird accent, but it was so cool. Oh wow, that sounds really exciting, Kellen. And he we're like best buds now. Oh, I I bet that's true. And she's saying the word true, an arrow comes flying out of the woods nearby and strikes her in the arm. Oh, oh my no. gosh. And she lets out like a <gasps> exasperated shock and her hand goes up to her arm and she says, Kellen, run. Kellen is not going to run. That's What are you kidding? <laughs> what does Kellen do? Kellen's going to pull out his bow and I want to okay. look around and see where that came from. I want to grab my mom and Shield her behind Charlie as I can. Okay. Let's see here. 
Another arrow goes buzzing right by your head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get her out of there, Kellen. What are you Can doing? Can I put her on Charlie? <laughs> Can I attempt to... Um, no, Charlie can't hold the two of you. I won't. I'll get down. I mean, you could get off and put her yeah, on Yeah, that's Charlie. what I'm going to do. I'm trying to push her up on Charlie the best I can and then have me and Charlie run. Well, you're not going to be able to physically put her. You understand know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's bigger than I know, you. but so, still, come on. Give me something. So you get down off Charlie. What do you say to her? She's not down, is she? No, no, no. I just hit her in the arm. Oh, she can run. I thought you said chest. I was like, dang. All right. Arm. Oh, I said arm. Okay. Mom, get on Charlie. We could make it. You're trying to convince her to get onto Charlie, and she just stops, looks up toward the top of the house, and she yells out, Grenuncle, we're being attacked. And when she does, her voice is amplified, kind of like she's casting some sort of a cantrip that would make her voice just boom up there. And Grenuncle is mid-sentence saying, Yeah, so I went to ask her to this dance, and at that moment you all hear her voice just radiate through the house. Grenuncle, we're being attacked. And let's everybody roll some initiatives. Yeah, you better believe oh we're rolling initiative. Messing with my lady? Okay. She's married. She's Kellen's mom. You freak. <laughs> I did not intend for all of you to fall in love with Kellen's mom, but it happened. I haven't. She saved my life. That's well, fine. Okay, so what are your what are your uh, initiatives from high slowest? 20 for servants. I got a 19. I got a 16. And I got a 15. Okay. So, the first thing that happens is another arrow comes flying out of the woods. Oh, oh come boy. on. This is not fair. Stop. Oh, boy. <gasps> Actually, you all don't see an arrow. You all hear what? a thump and then a cry that Kellen... Yeah, you would recognize... It, it's similar to a noise that you heard back when you were up in the Elder Mountains in that place where you all found that altar and you fought the basilisk yeah yeah you heard something similar to this it's this weird like yelp of sorts and something stumbles kind of rolls out of the forest onto the path in front of you all what is it and it appears to be a slightly taller than gnomish sized lizard bat no mm. lizard bats ah. delicious Dressed in full, like, black garb with a dark green skin. Honestly, if they hadn't rolled right out into the view in front of you and you didn't have narc, uh, dark vision, you wouldn't have been able to spot them. Narc vision. And he has an arrow sticking out of his shoulder, where someone rolled in that one. What? Oh. Ooh, he takes max damage. Whoa! Oh! Lizard bats! Friendly Lizard fire! Bats. This is in character, by the way. I'm just saying. Okay, now you all upstairs hear someone scream out, Lizard bats. Uh, and Jim immediately gets his notebook out. Yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, lizard bats. Lizard bats. Capture one. It's my turn, right? It's not. <sighs> it's Sir Vance's turn. <laughs> I'm upstairs, right? You are upstairs. How many stairs does a staircase have? I'm going to say full blast running that it's going to take you one turn to get downstairs and outside. Wonderful. You'd probably be... I'd say within one turn, even spending your action to run, you can't get there. You can get within sight, but you can't get there to do an attack. Is there a handrail I could slide down? <laughs> you could jump out the window. Jump. But I wouldn't recommend it. It's 100 feet off the ground. Do I'm it. I'm doing it. Need we say Poldo? Head first. And thus JK. did Cervantes die forever. Forever dead. Insta-dead. The sword has fallen. I'm going to run down the <laughs> stairs at full speed. And not trip. Okay. 
at this point. Oh, wait, what if there was more? <laughs> Is there more? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you said I could see them, right? Like Elomir? Yeah, you run down the stairs, coming around the front of the house, running toward the back, and you kind of turn to the right a little bit, and you see a pathway through the forest leading straight back, and you can see Elamir, uh, Charlie, and Kellen standing there. And the arrow in, in Elamir's arm? Uh, you probably wouldn't see that very well. You don't have dark vision. It's really dark out here. You just kind of see the shape of what you, you can tell is them, a really short person, a tall lady okay. with a hair and a bear. Well, if I can't tell someone's been shot already, then I'm just going to just run down, and that's all. Yeah, you're running. Okay. Running, running. At this point, as you're running forward, Servants, about the time you get to where you can see them, you see two figures come in from both sides of the forest and step toward Elamir and Kellen. The first one is going to swing a sword at you, Kellen. Okay. Bring it on. Oh, boy. What a way to start off. Natural 20. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Kellen. Kellen died. Kellen's dead. They're going to murder his mother. These guys don't do a whole lot of damage. Do they? We're about to find out. That's not that bad. You take seven slashing damage, even with a crit. Wow, that was a low He's roll. He's about to be just like Irma. Oh. 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 Too soon. LOL. Too soon. Too soon? How <laughs> soon was it? He then brings another attack. What's your AC? Oh, no. It is a 15. Okay. You take five more damage, mm. slashing damage. The other one steps up to Elamir, and oh my lord, another nat 20. Change oh dice. I don't believe you. I want to see you roll. I did. I <laughs> Shut up. I'm not going to lie about this. I'm not trying to kill you all. Six. So she actually, that was another crap. I rolled a two and a one on two d6s. So Elamir takes six damage, and then he's going to swing at her again. What? That one is a miss. Okay. Miss. So that's the end of their turns, and now it is your turn, Kellen. Okay. Those are jerks. You have a guy right in front of you. I'm going to hit one of these bad cats with poison spray. Ooh, he's going to spray him with poison. You have to make a con save for the one that just hit my mother. You want to attack the one that just hit your mom? Yes. Okay. So you just kind of point your hand to the side toward that direction and try to spray him with poison? Yep. That's exactly what I do. Okay. He failed uh, his save. All right. Yeah. Get it, boy. Get him. That's a full 12 damage. Wow. Okay. You turn and just spray a bout of poison in his face. Yep. And he kind of breathes in deep and then coughing, kind of stepping back, fanning at the air as he takes damage. Nice. Cool. Okay. Please. So now it is Guy's turn. Guy's running down the stairs. Guy. It's full blast right behind Cervantes. Lorik. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. And he runs over to the window, opens the window. Okay. Cast spider climb and starts walking down the side of the house. What do I see? You see everything that I just described. You see Elamir standing there with a bloody arrow in her arm and a cut on her dress. You see Kellen standing there facing off with another enemy and one getting up off of its knees in the middle of the lane of grass. And you see Charlie standing there. Oh, mm. that's an awesome spell. You I would climb on walls. Yeah, I just walk down the side of the house. He's Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah, I, that took my action. Mm -hmm. So I will not get to attack. Okay. So you just make your way as close as you can? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to like get within swinging range of someone on the ground, but I want to walk down the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not even going to get close to that this He's turn. He's hanging out. I'm hanging out. I'm going to very creepily walk down the side of the house while looking at Elamir. Shooting webs. With freaky wide eyes of terror. 
So now it's actually Elmer's turn. She is going to die, pointing kind of toward where everyone is. All of these enemies that are coming forward, she is going to cast Entangle, Ooh. which is going to turn the ground in front of her about a twenty-foot square into difficult terrain. And both of the lizard bats that have run up and slashed at her and Kellen, as well as the one that's on the ground, are going to have to make a strength saving throw. Kill oh. them. So let me just roll these Trap saving em. throws real quick. Kill Oh, snap. Those guys rolled really good. Darn. What's up with these guys right now? But this guy did not. So, okay. The one on the ground failed. The two that are staying in front of you two both succeed, which makes sense because they're kind of on the edge of it. They're probably on lizard bat steroids. Probably. They probably went to, like, lizard bat murder school. <laughs> Lizroids? Yeah, that's it. That's what they are. <laughs> the one on the ground becomes restrained. So what happens is all of these plants and vines just come up out of the ground and they try to grab at them. The ones next to you two actually kind of skirt away from it, while the one on the ground who's still trying to get up, he just gets wrapped up completely and he's being just held to the ground by these things. Nice. Lovely. So now it is Jim's turn. I am going to run down the stairs. Okay, Jim, you run full down the stairs and come up behind Guy and Sir Vance. That takes my whole turn, right? That's a yeah. dash. Yeah. I am going to do that. So if I do that, am I like poised for like in spell casting distance for the next round? You are. You're you're within range of most any kind of range spell could hit them from where you are now. Am I out in the open or am I Are you? So if you run around behind the house going in that direction, you will be out in the open. If you'd like, you can try to go into the woods instead. I would like to try to get some sort of cover or some sort of diff- distance, but I want to be close enough that I can pop out and do something next round. Okay, there are a number of trees around, so why don't you roll me a stealth check to try and hug behind one of those trees? Technically, that would usually take an action, but since you're not in the heat of it, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to hug a tree. <laughs> Save the tree. Natural one. Oh, Success. no. You completely failed to do so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And we... so you run out, and actually, you're running forward. You trip, and you are prone. And you accidentally say, please shoot me. It'll take half your speed to get up next turn, so you could still do a range attack, but you definitely couldn't get close to anything, and you are wide out in the open for everyone to see. Shut up. I could have done much worse to you, so be gracious. Be gracious. Gracious. I, I don't, grateful. That's the word. Be grateful. <laughs> be gracious. Okay. Be gracious. Be As gracious. So now it is some lizard bats' turns. No. Okay. So the first thing that's going to happen is the one on the ground is going to make another save to try and break free from the plants that are holding him onto the ground. He does not save, so he is still held onto the ground, and that is the end of his turn. Good. Now, for the rest of them, and by the rest of them, I mean... Five more lizard bats come oh running out of the gosh. woods. Two of them run toward Jim. No. Okay. Jim, what's your AC? My AC is 13. I am strong. They come running forward, and Vance, you can get a little better look from the light surrounding the house now of these things as they run forward. They are dark green skinned, perfectly camouflaged for the forest. They have a... Perfectly. May, may I point out? Perfectly. Perfecto. They are also wearing this black garb that moves very loosely. And as they run forward, they draw a weapon that it kind of reminds you of a katana. Honestly, it's a little short, Ooh. but it's like a katana. That's awesome. ninjas. They rush at Jim. And yes, they do hold their arms straight behind themselves as they run. No, I'm just kidding. That doesn't happen. They're the Foot Clan. Do they have their arms <laughs> behind their backs as they run? Not behind their backs, but like straight back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Like, 
So they rush forward. One of them goes to swing at you, Jim. And as he does, we'll just say that's the moment that you kind of slip and go face forward. Yay. The other one rushes up and he slashes his sword across your back. Ouch. <laughs> you take two damage. Brig. Jim is dead. I'm rolling terrible on the D6s. Yay. That's great. Keep it up. Do your worst. <laughs> Jim is dead. So now, what was that? Two of them? One of them on the ground. So the other three are going to rush at... One of them's going to rush at Cervantes. No, he's not. With the sword drawn. Actually, instead, he's not going to rush at you. He's going to step up and shoot at you with a crossbow. And it completely misses. He, he whiffs. He rolled like a 10. He could try, but he's going to fail. Two more of them are going to rush forward at Charlie, Kellen, and Elamir. Okay, the one swings at Charlie and he misses. Good. The one swings at Kellen and makes a natural 20. Oh my gosh. Oh, Kellen's dead, you guys. Lol. You take four damage. Wow. I have not rolled above a two on a D6, guys. Wow. 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 I rolled two D6 and I rolled three. Now it is Grenuckle's turn, and Grenuckle is running down the stairs a little behind you guys because of his short stubby legs. A lot of behind. It's the sound of a tool chest falling down the stairs. Actually, before he runs down the stairs, he pauses and runs over to his alchemist table and starts grabbing some things. So he's behind you all, and he's just yelling out, Go on, go on! And now it is back around. Let's see. Another arrow comes flying out of the woods toward Elamir. <sighs> Oh, boy. They brought an army. It hits her. No, it don't. It do. It do not. And she take... Oof. Eight damage. Ooh. This ain't good. I would go as far as to say that it's bad. Kellen, as you're standing there, you hear the of an arrow go past you, and it sticks into Elamir's shoulder, and she lets out a cry. And she turns to you, she says, Kellen, and she is going to make a save. Mom? Oh, no. Oh, she rolled a natural 20. Yes, oh. That's the fourth nat 20 I've rolled tonight. That's What's a happening? good what one. What are you doing, bro? Jeez. It's about time you rolled it at the right time. For real, though. Okay, so she is going to completely save from taking any damage on this. Okay, any poison damage, I should say. That's excellent. So, Vince. It's about time to... Do something, boy. I'm gonna do something. Boy. Boy. Do something, I'm giving up on you. Don't give up. Anything. They ran up on uh, Jim, right? Yeah, there's two of them on Jim, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, he's close. Yeah, he's right close to me, and since they ran up and he fell over, I'm gonna try and save him. You gonna attack one? You know it. As I run towards him with my pike in hand, as a bonus action... Okay. I'm going to say a short prayer to cast divine favor. Okay. Yeah, he did. And I say, in the name of Paylor. And he rolls a two. <laughs> to hit? <laughs> yep. Well, so it's like a nine like or a something? Seven. Or an eight? Yeah, something like that. It's a two on the hey, dice. Yeah, it's an eight. That's a miss, bruh. Success. It's a miss. <laughs> in the name yeah, you of did Paylor. Oh. From there. In the name of Paylor, I whiff. For Paylor. Please. <laughs> okay. At this point, the one, the first two that came out, you can tell now that they've all kind of revealed themselves. The two standing in front of you, Kellen, the one that attacked you and your mom first, are a little taller than the ones that have come out of the forest now. And they are going to step forward and try and get you again. Great. Mm. Let's do it. So the first one's going to attack you twice. Cool. What's Tracy? 15. He hits you once. Okay. 
And you take seven damage. That was a big one. Cool. Ow. He misses you the second time. That's good. The other one's going to attack your mother. Nice. What a statement. Just what a statement. He misses once and then comes back around the second time and misses again. Yeah, he better. Wah, wah. Wah. Poop rolls. Okay, so now it is Kellen's turn. Okay, so tell me how many are in front of me. I've got three, right? I've got the one in the vines and then... There's, there's one tall one right in front of you, the one that just hit you. And then there's a short one next to him, kind of backing him up. And they're both wielding these katana-type swords. And then there is one kind of off to the side that Charlie's kind of face off against. He's not doing anything, but he's he's up on Charlie. And then there's two over by your mom. Kellen is ticked, and he's also very bloodied. I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. I want to hit Ooh. as many as I possibly can. So read it to me. Is it a 15-foot? It is a 15-foot cube. Please don't kill your mother. It is Well, of course. Thank you. I'm going to say that in that 15-foot cube, you could fit all five of them that are right here in front of you. Oh, yeah. All right. Sweet. You can at least try to hit them. They have to make a con save, and okay. if they fail, they take 2d8 damage and are pushed 10 feet away from me. Okay. So first, I'm going to roll for the two big guys. Cool. What's the DC? The DC is a 13. They both fail. Yeah, boy. Nice. Nice. Now I'm going to roll for the three little guys. Okay, one of them is completely unaffected by it. Okay. In every way. Dang. Two of them fail. Cool. So Kellen, like I said, is really ticked off, and he's kind of hurting a little bit, and just really out of anger, his eyes kind of glow this really autumn color of yellow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Roll me the damage. What is it, 2d8? So they take 10 damage and are pushed 10 feet away. Okay. Boom. Get back, you boys. Get back, boys. You know what? I'm going to say the one on the ground does, too. Yeah, it'd be really hard for him to not. So here's what happens. You kind of, in a bout of anger, just blast Thunderwave forward, right? Don't touch my mom. And when you do... Don't touch (laughs) my spaghetti. (laughs) When you do... The two that are staying right in front of you are knocked backwards, and they kind of roll back about 10 feet. The other two that were standing next to them, the same thing happens to them, and they're kind of flipping over end over end as they're moving through the ground that's covered in these thorns and weeds and everything. The one that's on the ground up there, you see him kind of struggling to get up, and the thunder wave presses those thorns down, and you can't tell what's happening, but it drives a very deep thorn into his neck and actually just kills him. He bleeds out. Ooh. <laughs> the one on the ground is dead. You say you did 10 damage? Nice. Yep, it did 10 damage. Oh, man. The thorns pierced his jugular. So, that is the end of that turn. Now, it is Guy's turn. Guy comes running around from behind Servants. Servants cuts off to the right and goes to attack one of them that attacked Jim. Guy steps up, and he is going to roll to see if he can cast Magic Missile. Get him, guy. Go, guy. Guy He rolled a 17. Yes. Yeah. So he is going to cast a fully realized three dart Mm. magic missile. Multi-classing. And he is going to, yeah, he's multi-classing as a commoner and a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's just just trying to be a wizard. Okay. I'm going to roll 3d4s. Yeah, boy. And you're probably wondering how I got to this. I was Four, just your average. Three, yes. Two. So that's nine plus three is twelve damage. He just nuked that. Dang, guy. bro. So the two next to Jim, he is going to aim at the one that missed Jim, because that's the one that Servants didn't go after. And he is going to 
drawing the wand that Lorik gave him, bring it up and just ah, cast magic missile, and all three hit this thing in the head yes. and just pop the back of his head. Boy. He's dead. Yeah, awesome. guy. Dead. I'm so glad guys on this adventure. Guy goes face down. Oh, <laughs> he's not unconscious, but he is prone. Took a lot out of him. It really. He is running forward, yelling. The missiles just shoot out the end of his wand, and about the time he sees the head kind of pop, he just goes face down onto the ground. You're not a wizard, a Harry. <laughs> he's really not. Not yet. You're not a wizard, Harry. Guy, Neville, man, Neville. Okay, <laughs> he is. He's Neville. It's so awesome. Lorik. Okay, so who all is left around Kellen and his mother? Nobody. I blasted them away. Well, there's still five of them there. They're just not right up on them now. There's still five there. They're just not right up. They got blue back. Yeah, they got blown back about 10 feet. Are any of them close together? Um. Yeah, they're within. They're all within 15 feet of each other. Within 15 feet of each other. That don't... Actually, there's one that's right up on Charlie. Four of them got blown back. So uh... four of them are within 15 feet of each other. I guess they all are. What are you wanting to do? Well, I was going to ice knife and try to hit two of them at the same time at least. Cause it, but, okay, that's fine. You could target any two of them. But if there's one still close to Kellen, well, they only got blue back five feet. No, I'm going to try to ice knife two of them. Okay, so you've kind of got a pair on the left and a pair on the right. Okay, the two on the right. Okay, so the two that were going after Elamir? Yes, those two. Are they prone, Paul? They're not prone, no. They got knocked back in the same kind of motion they got back up on their legs. They're not... Gotcha. Because it okay. doesn't technically knock them prone. Lork's going to attack, and he's not He's not going to go any further down the house. He's going to stay stuck to the side of it, and he's going to raise his wand, and he's going to cast Ice Knife at second level. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Roll. Now, what is this? It's just an attack roll first, right? Yes. So, they have to... Dex save to keep from taking the ice damage. Is that correct? Yes, it's a plus seven to hit. Well, first off, that is a natural one. Nice. Oh, no. That is a natural one. Do you have inspiration? I, oh, I do have inspiration, and I'm using that crap. Do it. Oh, please don't give me another nat oh, one. Oh, man, that nat one was going to blow up right in your face again, and who knows what might have happened. That's a six plus seven. Thirteen. Yup. So which one are you aiming at? The smaller one. No, no, Lord. No, it's fine. No, no, no. no. I didn't ask you before you said it. I did not ask you. It is so, so meta. Lorik would have been. It is, but it's fine. No, I mean, Lorik would been. He would have aimed at the big one. (laughs) Please, come on. Please, the one with the lowest AC. Please, (laughs) that one. That's the one I was aiming for. Please, (laughs) please. I'm gonna let it happen. Are you sure? I mean, I'm fine with it. No, because the deal is, you miss. As as. Dungeon Master Jeremy, if somebody had said that to me, I'd been like, no. I was, no, you I was don't. aiming at the smaller one for sure. I was aiming at that Please. small child over there. <laughs> the one that's still eating its boogers. The little one. That one. No, just because I understand how D&D works, I'm not going to The one take standing advantage. on the side flinging his poop. I want that one. <laughs> the one who doesn't know I'm there, I'm hitting that one. No, I, I shoot it at the larger one. It's still going to explode. Like They're still going to have to do the deck save. Right? I don't think they do. I think it's on a hit, isn't it? Oh, man. I was aiming at the little one. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Your ice knife oh goes into the grass uh, and pops, but it affects no one. Oh, my gosh. And then Lork's going to be like, well, hang on. I got to get my. I got to go back to Lork from the fact that I'm just like, oh. 
Are you still staying halfway up the house? Oh, yeah, he's still staying halfway up the That's house. Frosted grass. He's just going to holler out, Kellen, Kellen, hurry, get her inside so we can get away from the arrows. Hurry, everyone, get them inside. As you're saying that, Elamir steps forward and she says, Don't worry, I can handle myself. And she is going to cast Thunder Wave. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. At the same five dudes. She's going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling. Yes, mom and son, okay. Thunder Wave. The, the two bigger ones are going to roll first. They both fail. Wow. Yeah, keep failing. <laughs> the three little ones are going to roll. Die. Die faster. Okay, one of the little ones succeeds. The same one. He's just super constitution-y. I don't know how you say that. And the other two fail. So, okay, so she's going to roll two D8s. He's very constitutional. So constitutional. Guess what he rolled? He rolled a 10. This is a mom and son duo. This is weird. It really is. It's, it's <laughs> I like extremely it. weird. When she says that, I can handle myself or whatever, and she blasts a spell forward, the two small ones are sent flying way more than 10 feet. They fly high up, hit a tree, come down, and their necks are broken. They're not moving. They're dead. Dang. Dead. Go, mom. The two big ones go rolling back even farther, taking 10 damage apiece. Still fine, but hurt. So, now it's Jim's turn. Jim. Yeah. So, what's my situation? I'm face down. What's around me? There's one lizard bat next to you that Cervantes has come up and swung at and missed. Okay. Is it pretty healthy or is it... Yeah, he's been untouched. Okay. So, I cast Shadow Blade. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds awesome. I'm so excited. I'm excited. And evil. While I'm still lying there, my hand starts to sort of twitch almost like I'm weaving like crocheting or something mm, yes. and you see a sword materialize from dark light would you say that we are in dim light or darkness oh yes for sure so I have advantage on this Ooh. so mm. the sword appears in my hand I stand up and kind of twist angling it towards the lizard bat that's right by me it is a 26. Holy nice. crap. Jim, finally. Finally, Jim. Okay, so that hits. Roll me the damage. Kill him. Let's see. It's 2d8. Holy crap. He dead. He dead. He's so dead. Seven damage. Okay. He's Ooh. not dead, but you <laughs> hurt him. We were so excited. A bit. Seven damage. It was still awesome. That was pretty awesome. You're kind of coming up off the ground, I guess, driving it into his back. Is that what you said? Yeah, I kind of like stand up and thrust forward as I'm standing, using the momentum mm. of my... Just, mm. It's more more that I leap up than I stand yeah. up. Driving it up in between his ribs. Yeah. This thing lets out a shriek and claws at his back. He is going to turn around and swing at you with his katana. No. Oh, no. What's your AC? Don't do it. Like 13. <laughs> <laughs> you take two damage. I rolled another one on this D6. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you did. Did you take two damage last time? See, this is the dice balancing. It was two last time. You got all those 20s, now you're going to get some ones. Yeah, all, I got a bunch of ones on damage, though. Even with those 20s, I never did good. I don't think I ever did over max damage with one die. So. Ah, you know. Okay. That's fine. It, that's fine. I said my damage wrong earlier. I think it was a 23 instead of a... But anyway. You mean your attack? My attack, yeah. Okay, that's still a hit. Okay, just make it straight sure. up. Yeah, straight up. Oh, no, yeah, that's yeah, that's still a hit. Yeah, that's still a hit. You hit him. Okay. All right. It is now Grunuckle's turn. Grunuckle comes running out the bottom of the house, and he's just full blast now. And as he runs forward, 
what does he see? He sees one guy standing next to Jim, who just took a sword in the back. He sees one guy way up ahead who is standing there in front of his wife. He is going to, shuffling around in his hands, launch something into the air. Let's see what happens. Please be a grenade. It's a hit. Now I'm going to roll this d4 to see what it is. (laughs) It's a random grenade. He rolled a four. So he launches this small vial spiraling through the air. It crashes into the back of the head of the lizard bat that's kind of walking slowly because of the difficult terrain toward Elamir. And when he does, it pops. And he turns into a cookie. And that dude takes five damage to the back of the head as this green stuff just like covers his body. And it smells terrible. Anybody with that's standing right there next to him, like Kellen, you can smell it. It smells awful. It's almost kind of like a stink bomb, you know? And as the stuff kind of sizzles on the back of his head, after a second, he lets out a shriek and goes face down dead. What? What? Dead. Oh, uh, I guess he had been hit a couple times. <laughs> I was going to say, whatever was in that bottle, I want it. He took half damage from uh, Elamir, so that kills him. He dead. That's incredible. And that's the end of Grenuncle's turn. Was that one of the big guys or the little guy? Little guy. Okay. So there's two more big guys. Because the little guy was the one close to his wife. Okay, gotcha. Around this moment, Kellen, roll me a perception check. Or actually, what's your passive perception? Uh, Even worse. Passive perception. Even worse. Uh, It's a 15. Okay. This isn't going to be good for you, Kellen. Please don't die. Listen, we need him for the Archdruid stuff. What are you doing? Don't be killing Kellen. Oh, wow. I rolled... What's your AC? A 15. Oh, well, I rolled two 13s on the dice. That's weird. It's a hit. This is bad, Kellen. Okay. How bad? You take 30 damage. Paul, I don't like the dramatic pause. He's rolling a bunch of stuff. You should have picked Featherfall. (laughs) You should. (laughs) (laughs) You take 20 slashing damage. What? What the crap? Oh, no. As you don't see anything, someone comes dashing out of the forest behind you, and you feel a blade just slash from your hip to the top left of your back by your shoulder, and it just opens your back up. What just happened? And just like that, Kellen feels this, and it's like he slumps to his knees and falls face first in the dirt. Oh. Kellen turned into Irma real fast. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone, now that this happens, this this figure has emerged from the forest, and it is a lizard bat, but he is standing about six and a half feet tall. Uh-oh. What? And in his hand, he is holding a short katana, just like the ones that the rest of them are carrying, and he's still kind of holding the pose of where he slashed at Kellen, and then he turns around, and he is going to bring his sword up toward Elamir's back. Oh, no, you don't. It's a hit. But in this instance, uh, he did not have advantage. So that does nine damage to Elamir. He slashes across her back right as she turns to see Kellen falling, and she screams out, Kellen, just in time to feel a sword just slash across her back. And she kind of rolls forward with the attack, scooting backwards on her hands, trying to get away from this guy. And it's Sir Vance's turn. Okay, so now that Jim is up and punching, whenever I see Kellen go down and this giant lizard bat guy come out. Mm-hmm. I was been waiting for this opportunity for a while. Oh, no. Okay. I want to run up to that guy and try to use my disarming thing that I got a long time ago and haven't used. Ooh, the dis- disarming strike? Yeah. Have I used it? I don't think no, so. you, you haven't. Not. Your pike has reach, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say that you can get to him. Yeah, come on. Disarm him. Disarm him. Disarm him. What do I have to do? Do I have to roll for that? 
You have to hit him to use it. Okay. So you're kind of charging forward and going to swing at him? Yeah. Well, stab at him. Well, yeah. <sighs> what is it? Don't you tell me that's a natural one. It's not. Okay. What is it? Is it a, is it's it a failure? It's a none. Yeah. You rush forward, but he is just quick on his feet. He sees you running forward, and as you thrust your pike toward him, he just easily backs it out of the way with his katana. Of course he does. And steadies himself up to attack. And now it is the two guys on the ground's turn. Mm. They both get up. One of the, No, both of them walk toward Elamir. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's what they've been doing this whole time. They wouldn't turn around and run away from the woman they've been trying to kill the whole time mm. now that all of their friends are dead. Oh. The first one attacks her and hits her twice. Jeez. She takes 10 damage. Oof. I need to add up her damage here. She's not down yet, but she's not looking good. She's bleeding a lot. The other one comes up. He hits her once, but misses with the second swing. And he does five damage. Things are getting bleak real fast. Yeah. Okay, it is Kellen's turn. Kellen, I need a death saving throw from you. This is going to go great. Is she still up at least? She's still up. I got a four. <laughs> oh, no. That's a failure. Oh, man. What if Kellen dies here, guys? <laughs> Jeez. Oof. Paul, how is it going to feel to murder a whole family? That's the end of your turn. It's Guy's turn. So Guy is going to roll a constitution saving throw. Man up, Guy. He did okay. He beat a 10. So, I mean, that's all I'm kind of giving him to get up. He kind of struggles up, and he still has one of Kellen's short swords. I assume, right, Kellen? Have you taken it back from Yeah, me? I never took it back. I guess I'm not going to need it anymore either. <laughs> oh, my god! He is going to jog forward toward the two guys that just went toward Elamir, and he's going to try and swing at them. Guy's getting brave. He's going to try and swing at one of them. Come on, well, guy. He did become a wizard. He got a 17. Dang. That's a hit. Oh, he does two damage to one of them. Woohoo. He runs up and slashes him, but he, he was also nervous, so he kind of pulled his swing a little bit. Such a commoner. It's now Lorik's turn. Please, please get her inside. Go inside, lady. We'll get Kellen. He's going to... I don't know how my angle is. What I'd like to do is if I can angle it so I have a couple of the small ones and the big one in line... There's one by Jim, and then there was two and the big guy up by the lady and the bear. I want to target the big one, the dude with the sword who just cut okay. the lady and cut down Kellen. I would like to, though, do it so that I'm firing through him with the other ones, if possible. Lorik has been studying this wand for so long, and he knows that it has the ability to cast fireball and lightning bolt, and he's going to point it at the main guy who just cut the lady. Okay. And he's going to cast the Wand of Wonders. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay. With hopes of hitting him and anybody, you know, behind him that's not the lady. Ain't I right in front of the big guy? <sighs> like, on the ground, though? On the ground. You're on the ground. Okay, this, could, this could be very bad. It's been fun, guys. He's going to make him a giant. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you get on the D100? He's not rolled it yet. I've not done it yet. Roll it. The anticipation. Here we go. What is it? It's a number. A seven zero and a three. It's fireball. Oh, is it fireball? Oh, it's fireball. Seventy-two <laughs> seventy-nine is fireball. Yes. Okay. Whew! That's so terrifying. For real though. <laughs> I was. I just knew it was going to be terrible. Had you casted enlarge? 
Oh, oh I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Things were gonna get real bad real fast. I mean, you're really rolling <laughs> the dice here. Okay. So the spell. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, it's a 20 foot radius centered on a point that you choose. They must make a dexterity saving throw. A target okay. takes 8d6 fire damage on Holy a failed cow. save or half as much damage on a successful one. Okay, here's the thing. I just killed everyone. You're only either going to be able to hit the two medium-sized guys or the big guy. Because if they're, they are they are circling Elamir. Crap. For you to hit them all, you would have to hit her. Hit no. Elamir. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to center it on her face. No, I'm going to center it on the big guy. I, I want to hit okay. him. He's the one I'm after. He has to make a dexterity saving throw. Correct. Oh, you're so lucky. Am I? He failed. Yes! Oh! A lot of d6s. So roll me 8d whatever. I have 8d6s. They don't even really fit in my hands. Roll them. Please be all sixes. Come on. I've Please. never wanted so many sixes before in my life. Come on, Yahtzee. Okay, we're going to have to add this up. Math is hard. Just name them off to me and I'll add them. Five, four, four, three, four, two, three, five. It's 30 on the dot. Boy. 30. 30 Dang. damage in a flaming ball. Describe what it looks like when you cast this fireball down toward him. Mm. Lorik, you know, whenever things are going bad, he, he stops fidgeting, right? And he just rolls the dice and hopes that his <laughs> one of wonder does the right thing. <laughs> this is true. He uh, he gets steely steely eyed, reaches into his his robes and pulls out the wand of wonders. You see him narrow just just a little bit of hatred, and then he flicks it, and out the end comes this little tiny ball of red liquid, and it's floating, floating. It's it's almost kind of slow, and it just touches the back of the guy with the katana and just erupts. In an explosion that literally shakes the entire area. He sees it come right by his head. Oh, no. And he jumps to clear the area. And when he does, it explodes. And he doesn't clear the area, but it doesn't hit him as squarely as you had hoped it would. What? It singes the back of his clothes, and one of his legs catches on fire, but he kind of rolls and, and kind of beats the flames out of his leg. He definitely took damage from it, but he almost escaped. But he didn't save. He did not. This is a quick ninja. This guy's got like some crazy dex junk going on here. This is some sort of wizardry. It is now Elamir's turn. I'm going to say that this giant explosion of flame right behind him, it's bright that it kind of took the attention of the two guys that had attacked her. She is going to jump to the side and grab her son and cast Cure Wounds at second level. Oh. Get it. Go, Kellen. Seems like my D8s hide from me more than any of my dice. <laughs> Oh, wow, she rolled really well. So that is 18. <gasps> you regain 18 health. Get it, boy. Yeah. Welcome back to the land of the living. Kellen, get up. You have to fight. And now it's Jim's turn. How close am I to the big bad guy? I'm saying you can get to him in 30 feet. Uh, nah. Okay. <laughs> You're around 30 feet away from him. Okay, that's perfect. I am going to cast Hex. So I begin to whisper in something evil. Oh, no. My eyes roll back in my head, mm -hmm. and my hands kind of 
do these strange jerky movements, and he's hexed. Okay. Ooh. Then, from where I stand, I take my sword and just wing it right at his head. Your shadow blade? My shadow blade. Ooh, roll me that damage, or that attack, not damage, not yet. Nat 20. Yeah. Are, are you serious? for real? I'm for real. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. What? What? I rolled a 20 and a 6 because I had advantage. 48? Is that right? Yes. Dang. Now, the throne range on that is the close range is 20 feet, so I'm just going to say you step forward 10 feet. Okay. Because it's 2060, which means if you go over 20 feet, then you have disadvantage. And uh, I'm, 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 you asked specifically for that reason, so you're cool. Yeah. Yep. So I moved up. So I roll 48 and a, and a d6 because he's cursed. Hexed. 18. Oof. Good hit. Noise. Okay. You sling your shadow blade and it turning end over end. It plunges right into his shoulder. Just like a deep cut right into him. And when it does, he lets out one of those squawks a little deeper than the others. Looking down at this shimmering purple blade sticking out of his chest. Wow. And... Now the one guy that was kind of off beside you a little bit, Jim, he's going to rush up and try and slash at you. As he rushes, my eyes are still rolled back in my head, and I turn really quickly to look at him. Okay, you look at him. Yeah. <laughs> he still attacks you. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, he hits you. He rolled no. a 19 on the dice. No, Ooh. he didn't. He lied. You take four damage. Four? four. Yeah, which is That's... twice of the damage that you've already taken by being hit twice. I know, right? Okay, so that's the end of your turn, and now it's Grenuncle's turn. Grenuncle, running forward, is going to toss another one of his little devices forward at the two medium-sized guys that are sitting there, because they are literally standing over, about to attack his wife again. Lovely. Oh, this one goes flying wide, and it completely misses. Let me see what it was. Oh, man. It was <laughs> a good one. He's throwing random bottles at him. That's awesome. He throws a vial, and it goes sailing wide and crashes into a tree. And when it does, the tree explodes into fire. Oh, my gosh. It's just burning. That is so awesome. And now it's the big guy's turn again. I do not like him. I want his katana. So he drops his katana. What? That means you can grab it. Yay. (laughs) He reaches over his back shoulder, and he draws a similar weapon but it is at least twice as long. Oh, I want that what? one. <laughs> it is a huge, like like a Uchigatana, you know what I'm saying? It's an Odachi. Odachi, whatever. Uchigatana's from Dark Souls. That's what I'm referencing there. Oh, uh, I thought it was a Tomodachi. Oh my gosh, a Tobodachi? It's a friend. It is this huge two-handed katana, and he is going to, with purpose, step toward Elamir. Oh my gosh, I'm going to murder this guy. He hits her. No, he doesn't. 12 damage. When he does, she kind of lets out a uh, and slumps onto the ground. Oh my gosh. Bleeding out. No! And that's where we're going to end this episode. No. You you kidding me? (sighs) It's been Make Believe Heroes. Thanks for listening. You'll have to tune in next week to see if Elamir lives or dies. She's going to live. She's going to die. She's going to live. He's dead. If you want to get in touch with us, maybe yell at us for being so mean with this cliffhanger, <laughs> just do so on Twitter, at MBH Podcast. You can also write us a letter. Our email's in the show notes. Do it. And if you want to help the show out, 
Tell a friend. Retweet us on Twitter when we post this week's episodes. Write us a five-star review on iTunes. Shout it from the mountaintops. Go to your local gaming store and tell all your friends. Just do whatever. Just help. Any way you can help us, we'll, we would never tell you how much we appreciate it. But for now, that does it. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>